It's the only pod we cast, so we've got to do it. We are just uh, recording our first episode. We should introduce ourselves, probably. Um, I'm Haley. I really like Big Time Rush, and I like talking about it. Hi, I'm Maggie. In 2011, I made a t-shirt that said Henderson on the back of it. Hi, I'm Ashton. I think I like Big Time Rush a normal amount. We have just separately watched the first episode, Big Time Audition. Which is disappointingly not called Big Time Pilot, which... I really, really thought that it was until I clicked on the video. I've been calling it that. (laughs) Um, But we have not talked about it, and we're going to do that here, now, for you. I don't know if this is necessary. If you're not familiar with Big Time Rush, it was a Nickelodeon TV show slash boy band from 2009 to 2013, and no one has really talked about it in a while, but we're having a great time, so... Someone has to talk about this. And the fact that there's no podcast for them is just frankly upsetting so we decided we had to do it okay a big time audition the pilot episode is basically their origin story to how they become a boy band it was directed by savage steve holland and written by scott fellows and it aired on november 28th 2009 wow you guys got some facts so it's 11 years old almost almost the very first audio that we hear in the entire show is the very famous uh, 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 oh. Yeah. Um, yeah, it usually takes them a couple minutes to, like, get into enough trouble to warrant that, <laughs> but no, they just really jump right in, and then they do the whole, like, I bet you wondered how we got into this <laughs> mess. I was thinking that the whole time. Right, so and it opens so with them running from a crowd of girls, and then... And you're like, goes, oh, it's because they're a boy band, and they're famous, and... They're not. Nope. Um, yeah, so Kendall peer pressures the rest of them into turning on the sprinklers onto the girls' field hockey team. I'm wondering if they chose field hockey because they think that it's the opposite of hockey, so they're right. That's true. It's like, haha, you can't do this to us because we're on ice. You're on a field. <laughs> is field hockey a winter sport? No. Because it's definitely it is like, winter, isn't it? Yeah, it's winter. Like, Maybe it's always like that. They threw like fake snow all over the set, so it is supposed to be winter. Wait, but why would the janitor <laughs> put on the sprinklers in the winter? Where it froze his latte, so yeah. it freeze the pipes. So there's and then a janitor. And then at the end of the episode, they don't want to go back because they check the weather. And it's minus eight in Minnesota. Just like they live in three days. They don't live in a specific city. They just live in Minnesota. In it's a big ubiquitous. <laughs> Another thing I noted about the soaking the girls' field hockey team, they really managed to do it in a way that was in no way sexual, which is great. Because mm-hmm. a teenage boy being like, "Let's turn on the sprinkler on these girls," could have been gross. But I don't know. They just made it so dumb. <laughs> they do love pranks. Well, in this scene, we hear, it's the first time we hear Logan say, I gotta get new friends, because he genuinely didn't want to do this, because he knew they get in trouble, but Kendall's still like, yeah, do this. It's because he's the bad boy. Like, Kendall's peer pressuring you into breaking rules and putting you in literal bodily harm. You knew that this would happen. That being said, they don't look like they got beat up by a bunch of girls with sticks later on. They just kind of look like they fell down a little bit. Well, because well, Logan's shirt is, like, ripped. Right, like, a couple ripped clothes, but no, like, bruises or anything. They really didn't suffer bodily harm. They're dancing like oh, nothing later. What I was saying earlier, 
I don't think field hockey and hockey are the same season in sports, so I don't right. know why the girls' field hockey team was there. They were to be ready. soaked. They were preparing. Unless they were... <laughs> Maybe they just love field hockey so much that they're just, they hey, just scrim it. Let's just play around. They always See, I was thinking, since it's Minnesota, it's just hockey all the time. Like, Kendall won't let them stop playing hockey. <laughs> and they'll apparently do whatever he wants. So. There's no other sport. It's just hockey and field hockey. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, when there's not enough snow. Maybe they're trying to turn it into real hockey, because it's really cold. <laughs> so if they put water on the field... <laughs> Um, so after the chase, they end up cornered in the alley, which is right before they oh, get Oh, they also up. jump into a dumpster, which is very classic. They do. Important for the camera rush. Um, and then Carlos has the dumpster sandwich, which is... They do yeah. so much early, like, establishing the character stuff that's uh-huh. really delightful. So it's like, wow, Carlos is a weird, silly guy who will do gross stuff. But <laughs> Did stress me out. I'm afraid he's going to die from the dumpster sandwich, and he doesn't. I think the concussions in general yeah. are more of the danger. Yeah. yeah. When they do get attacked by the girls, he gives his helmet to James because they have to protect the face. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't have a helmet for that. Does he have a weak head? Is that why he wears the helmet? It's, it's too early just, to get into that. It's just his thing. Everyone needs a thing. Gustavo and Kelly arriving in Minnesota in his latte freezes, <laughs> and she tells him where they are, and he goes, What's up, Minnesota? But I thought he was going to say, What's a Minnesota? I have the reason. <laughs> like, what is it? Because I genuinely believe he did not know what Minnesota was before he got there. And then he, and he litters. I, I have What's a Minnesota, and then Gustavo litters written down. We are so insane. Nice. No, not in sync. That's Sorry, wrong, wrong band. Boy, man. <laughs> yeah, the next scene we see, they're sitting in Kendall's yeah. living room. Yeah, um, we only had one living room set. Okay, cool. <laughs> they're watching the pussycat dolls do their thing. Uh, and James has the line, the pussycat dolls make the pain go away. That's Kendall. Kendall says that. Yeah. And James says he's going to marry Nicole Scherzinger. That's the wow. heading. I just, I wrote James in my notes, so that sucks. <laughs> I hey, look, back in the day, I was a Logan fan. I don't, I didn't know who the rest of them were. <laughs> All I could focus on um, in that scene, because there were a lot of bad things in that scene that I didn't want to focus on, so I focused on the thing that was the least bad for me, which is that James is dressed like a waiter this entire time. (laughs) Like a fancy waiter. I mean, that's what I people do when they're trying to make it in Hollywood, right? right. The, yeah. the Raiders. I do really love their four hockey players from Minnesota look, and I wish that that could, like, bleed into the rest of the show a little more, because they, no, like, they the fingerless gloves. I really did like the vibe in the living room. Just, it felt like four dudes hanging out. Yeah. Um, so then the Pussycat Dolls, do they get interrupted by the news broadcast? Is that yeah, it fades out a little bit. So Maybe. It, James, I think, is like, I want to be famous like the Pussycat Dolls, and then he does that bad dance on yeah. the coffee table. And Carlos tackles him, and I've never been more relieved in my life. But again, very authentic teenage boys. I guess. It's weird. The whole thing sort of functions in like a a society where toxic masculinity only really exists when the plot calls for it. (laughs) So that happens, and then the news guy is like, do you want to be famous? And then James pokes his head back up from behind the couch and is like, yes! And then they talk about Gustavo's presence. The guy 
on TV talks about how he's famous for like all these different bands and then he says he's even more famous for his quote in Rolling Stone when he said I could turn a dog into a pop star. Imagine just like saying some shit like that in an interview and then that's just what you're known for. <laughs> like that's what he's most famous for. That must have been a meme, right? Like there's no other reason yeah. it would have been that pop star. Yeah, that seems like a very 2009 type of meme. I yeah. think now it would have been people would have memed on his song titles, which we'll get to. Yes. So I do love how much they support James. No, it's very cute. It's yeah. Very wholesome. They find out sign ups are open till five and it's almost five, so they panic and they all call their moms and none of them answer. They're probably at work or driving from work. <laughs> yeah, probably. Do the other three have parents? Yes. Yeah, we meet all their moms at least. Okay. And we meet James's dad. Carlos' dad too. So then Carlos gets a call back on his phone and they're all flipping out. They're like, yes, mom's calling back. We can get there. Um, so he's like, hello? Yes. Yes, get here as fast as you can. So they're like, yeah, your mom's coming. And he goes, no, but a nice lady sending her cute crew over to give us a free estimate on aluminum siding. This is what really sends James over the edge, because he cackles him over the couch. It happened to him first. I mean, it's just the things, the little things that do send them over the edge into fighting. Are <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I think they just have a lot of pent-up rage because they're teenagers and don't know what to do with it. And so they look for any excuse. Right, like I personally thought it was kind of cute how excited Carlos was about aluminum siding. Yeah, Carlos has done nothing wrong, and that is a stance I will not change. That is just the tone of this podcast. I think we might need to, <laughs> for certain things, I'm sure he's done. That's only when he's concussed. Okay, sure, yeah, <laughs> let's go with that. When they pop up from behind the couch, so they're fighting, right, and then they pop up, and then James is about to hit Carlos with a lamp over the head, so like another concussion um, that they save. But he's got the helmet. True, but <laughs> Carlos, so James is holding a lamp, Carlos is holding an old-fashioned egg beater with a hand crank. <laughs> Mrs. Knight has an eclectic taste. It's just, yeah, that was just behind the couch, I guess. <laughs> I had those subtitles on, and at one point it said, like, chicken clucking. Because <laughs> it's a Scott Fellows show. And the sound effects. Oh, Scott. The sound effects were still toned down from the rest of the show. Mm-hmm. Like, they did this episode and, like, had some, but they were, like, nah, <laughs> not wild enough. I was thinking that, too. Like, why does this feel so weird? It's because there's not enough sound like, effects, and they don't, so like... High. They don't, like, fall in or out of scene. You mean where they, like, pop up or, like, yeah. they faint out of the picture? Yeah. Yeah, that didn't happen at all. Mm-hmm. They just tackle each other over couches. The way that they decide to get to these auditions is to essentially <laughs> kidnap their elderly neighbor. Well, they ask her, and she says, sure. Because they promised to shovel her driveway for the Which rest of the winter. That's what I was getting at. They're not going to do that <laughs> because they, they immediately <laughs> moved to Los Angeles. And, and they, they don't know that. They intend to they follow through. They cannot remotely shovel this woman's <laughs> driveway. Um, yeah, they're all, like, yelling stuff. So they're literally carrying her to the car because she, like, can't really walk. Someone, hey, do you have her purse? Do you have her cane? I don't want to break her! Yes. <laughs> yeah, I wish I could one. tell who said that. Carlos but... said, I don't want to break her. I know that. Oh, that's yes. trucks. Yeah. Okay, the next scene we see, it's, I say everyone, just random Minnesota people, I guess, auditioning for Gustavo. Classic it's, montage. Right, I was going to say, it's very akin to that scene in High School Musical 1, mm-hmm. but this one goes way longer, <laughs> and then Gustavo says way meaner things. He calls a rocket launcher. Yeah. <laughs> I think my favorite one has was, that. I love the guy with the drumsticks. I love life more than anyone. Do, do, do. My favorite one was... Listen here, sister, that's the worst singing I've ever heard in my life! And then it cuts to the stage, and it's like a nun in full habit. 
That one will never get old. <laughs> he sends this really, uh, like, disheveled guy away without letting him sing. And I was like, that guy is better than all four Big Time Rush guys. I guarantee it. <laughs> but then there wouldn't have been a show, so. And he probably wouldn't have wrought a half of the havoc on the Palm Woods <laughs> that they did. Um, Kelly deserves a lot of raises. She deserves yeah. so much. Like, she has to be paid a lot, right? No, like, there's I no think, other reason. I think she is. When Gustavo breaks the teacup and she immediately gets out some cash to reimburse them, she gets out, like, $40. Like, that's how much she thinks a teacup <laughs> costs. Which is very, it's one banana, Michael, how much could it cost $10? I mean, she also recognizes that there's a lot of emotional oh. toll. Exactly. <laughs> She's like, I'm just gonna... <laughs> she knows what it's like to have an emotional yeah. toll taken on her by Gustavo. And Kendall does bring up the teacup again later, so it, <laughs> it seems to have struck a nerve. That's where we find out he has 29 platinum records, and I just want to bring up again, he's still most famous for this quote <laughs> about turning a dog into a pop star, like in a hypothetical sense. Can you name a record? record producer right now. Just, no. Oh, which, uh, I Billie guess, Eilish's brother. No one knows. <laughs> <laughs> I know that music. But like, yeah, I think it makes sense that people would know him more for his dumb meme quote <laughs> than fair. his songs. Okay. I like how much ice there is on the ground when they're trying to run into <laughs> the audition. I'm sure you guys didn't miss this one, how they just leave the car in the middle of the street. Um, well, I think that the lady was in the car. Because she, no, because she didn't run in with them. So she, she was can. in the car. So they must have gone back for her. They deliberately right, they carried must have her. Gone, they must have gone back for her, but they wanted to make sure they signed up for it. So she was there in the car. They were standing. It was fine because she was there. It's not illegal. I don't know how the laws in Minnesota are with driving. Um, she have a license? Did they check? I think they just said we need an adult. Yeah, yeah. but you need an adult who needs with a license? valid license. I mean, she so probably had one at one she, point. I, mean, I don't know if it's still good. Unless she got into like an accident or something, she wouldn't have had it taken away. She seems like the kind of woman who would expire. I don't know why I feel the need to vet this one. <laughs> I should. I trust her. Leave her alone. <laughs> I know when they were signing up, I'm pretty sure Carlos started singing Baby. Yeah, I also heard that. I was like, oh, it's Justin that. Bieber? Yeah. That's what that was? Because he went, oh, wow. That's in Baby? That's the beginning of That's Baby. Oh my god, I wish I forgot Baby. <laughs> I'm so jealous Look, the only... I've listened to Big Time Rush so much over they, the past well, several weeks. That's they, all I know. They keep calling Logan the genius, and like he yeah. calls himself that... I know it's only the first episode. He has yet to, <laughs> to display... <do> <laughs> They say he's a genius, and then he immediately deflects from it, and then he's like, no, wait, I am. No, I'm not. Yes, I am. No, I'm not. Yes, he I am. He knows all those facts and stats and stuff. Like, he's he's a definition of book smart. <laughs> he does this, like, nonsense math about their odds no. of not surviving the girls' field hockey team. I didn't like when Kelly called Kendall tall, blonde, and eyebrows. Specifically, she said, you, tall, blonde, and eyebrows, do you want your dream to come true today? And that's just bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I don't like it when you say it like that. I already didn't like it. I like it less now. <laughs> Kelly, as she calls herself, a desperate talent scout, so she has them all audition, even though none of them want to except Jean. She said, Logan, you got a cute smile, and Justin Timberlake made a lot of money. $44 million. Thank you. Thank you. Also, there's a lot of people still there. Yeah. Like, there are a lot of people waiting there with stickers on. Well, sign-ups were until 5. Right, but then she says that 4.10 is next. Oh. Oh. 8.10. Whatever number. How do you know nice. numbers? 
wild. <laughs> Numbers mean literally <laughs> nothing to me. She's the Logan of the podcast. I think my theory right now is that it's just that he really wants to be a doctor and you have to be smart to go to medical school and they're all just really supportive friends so they're they all are. just keep calling him the genius, validating his hopes yeah, and dreams. Yeah, because they do validate. What is Carlos's dream? It's I become a superhero. We find that out at oh, the end okay. of season one. And they do support that in their own way. Yeah, so James was supposed to go on first, but he keeps switching his number with everyone else's because he's nervous and the other guys have to go on. So Logan's first. They're like, Logan, you don't sing. What are you going to do? And then Logan goes, luckily I'm a genius. I'll think of something. Kendall? Beatbox. <laughs> Got Which it. was the worst idea ever. <laughs> but the way, this is a thing that's bothered me for 10 years. It's he says Kindle in that scene. <laughs> He's got a little bit of an accent. I can't quite place it because yeah. I wasn't good at linguistics. He usually um, doesn't say Kindle. <laughs> he had this weird thing going on through all those lines. Like, luckily, I'm a genius. So think of like, he's he's put, nervous. He put, I'm a genius is one word. That was Logan the character. He's a great actor in real life. I'm not saying anything about Logan. Like, it was a very strange inflection that followed through to him saying Kindle. So Logan goes up there first. He beatboxes. Gustavo, his response is to say, Waka chicka, waka chicka, waka chicka, stop. Stop it forever. <laughs> he says stop it forever so many times. It's so good. And it's so very good It doesn't line. carry on through the rest of the show. Is he's like very oh, No. He just like screams and there's more sound effects. There's no more of the like, stop. Never do that again. <laughs> he's so cold. Gustavo's screaming at Logan like a lot. Like when Logan walks out, Gustavo's still screaming. Logan is shaking on the verge of tears. Poor and he's, little boy, he's a little teenage so boy. He's like, don't go in there. He's terrible. He's um, Satan. He's Satan in bug eye sunglasses. So he sits down in the chair and curls up and is again like about to cry. So Carlos, he's supposed to go up next. So it shows him like look over to Logan and they're like, Carlos, you're up. And that's when he gets well, because James switches the stickers again. again. Right. It's a dumb joke audition, um, which is that he ends up farting into the microphone. But before that, he was just going, Ooh. <laughs> Carlos has done nothing wrong ever since. And that was so much funnier to me. I thought I wanted him to just keep doing that. Just like a horrible, weird owl. Until he got dragged off stage by like a giant cane like they do in cartoons. And then Gustavo physically tries to climb over the table and attack him. And the subtitles for the noise that Gustavo makes was H-U-E-H-H. -H. <laughs> I don't even know how you'd say it in <laughs> real life. No. So, who? On the subject. <laughs> right, so the fart is obviously like a dumb joke audition. But it hit me different this time, not gonna lie. Um, so, yeah, it's... <laughs> The whole thing is like, haha, he's a dumb, silly guy who ate a dumpster sandwich. But that look he gives Logan right before he goes in, he like sees like his friend, yeah, like suffering. <laughs> and then he goes in, I think it was a big fuck you to Gustavo. Oh, yeah, he was like, like, I do not completely. respect this man. I need to know how little I respect him <laughs> I because like, of what he just did. Yeah, absolutely. Because I always like knew it was like kind of like that, but now it really hit me. I'm like, it's exactly what it was. Mm -hmm. nice. um, he didn't think it was funny. He just, <laughs> that was. He was taking a stand. He's just, yeah. he's, he's so supportive. He's the most supportive. They're all supportive boys, but he's the most supportive boy. All he cares about is defending it. He's the defender. 
he puts you know, himself. He will put himself in so much danger. Yeah, like he—he's the goalie. He's the defender. Is he the goalie? He did have a goalie helmet earlier. Yeah. Obviously, we're thinking way too much into this show. Then it, it should not be thought into this much. That is his role to his core. I didn't realize until two months ago how much of a Carlos fan I am. Yeah, no, I was right there with you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, overall in the show, when we talk about these characters, we're like most of the time, 99% of the time, just talking about the characters. So if we say shitty things, it's like we're not trying to... <laughs> Except for Carlos, because when we say good things about Carlos, it absolutely applies to real Carlos, because I also love him, so just for the record. Yeah, we will say um, the real boy's last names, I guess, if we have yeah. to. Yes. Like Henderson. Now it's Kendall's turn? No, it's no, James' no, it's turn James again, is... but... <laughs> He tried to switch it. Kendall won't let him because opportunities like this come once in a lifetime. So grab onto that dream and go big time. I don't know what big time means. <laughs> it's just Kendall's catchphrase. <laughs> so my theory about the band name Big Time Rush, the big time part especially, theory is that the other boys came up with it to clown on Kendall. <laughs> and he either didn't notice or didn't care because he likes the phrase so much. I was reading the Wikipedia page and I was in like the production tab. I'm so excited. And it said that the show did not have a title up until August of 2009. Oh and this God. came out in November. So they were just... I will talk about the subject more later, but the unaired pilot, did that band not have a name in the unaired pilot? Did they just know. not name their group? I mean, they didn't name the band until like the last couple That's, of scenes. That is true. Okay, so now it's James's turn, finally. He sings Smokey Robinson. People say I'm the light of the body. <laughs> yeah, that's him. I've been working real hard at my James impersonation. <laughs> I appreciate it so much. I'm like doing some like deep research into the Logan because I want to learn how to know, do that. I don't know how to boil down Logan to his essentials, and that's <laughs> bothering me so much. Over the course of this podcast, you will learn along with us. Um, so as James is singing, you see that the other boys and Mrs. Majikowski, so they must have that's gone right. and gotten her at some point, um, they like pop up from behind some of the seats because they want to watch him do good. That's very cute. And then Gustavo ruins the cute moment. You think he might be nicer because he's very quiet. He's just like, stop. He's just tired. Yeah. <laughs> he wasted all his energy yelling, Because <laughs> now he just says that James has no talent, and that's like all he really had in him anymore, I think. That's the line that makes Kendall flip the fuck out. <laughs> Not when Logan almost like got eviscerated. Yeah, exactly. It's when <laughs> Gustavo tells James he has no talent. He runs out from behind the seats and he starts screaming at him. He goes, you haven't had a hit in 10 years. And Gustavo responds, hey, Girl to My Heart by Boyquake was a hit nine years ago. <laughs> Which is not a good comeback. <laughs> it's still funny. It's still so I... funny. I feel like, though, if this was, like, James's dream... Yeah. I feel it like... It wasn't Logan's dream. If Logan, like, got kicked out of medical school for being a bad doctor, I feel like Kendall would react... Right. If somebody like this, and if, then if, if James got kicked out of med school, he'd just be like... Yeah, of course you got kicked out of med school. You don't want to be a doctor. Plus, um, he did set Logan up for failure by suggesting he could box, <laughs> and I think he knew that. <laughs> Oh, another thing about Logan's audition is that when he's walking out all sadly and cutely, like he wants to die, <laughs> you can hear Gustavo yell, get back here, I have bad words that I want you to <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why he was holding out for so long. 
It's like, wait, you left before I could say fuck. <laughs> Kendall, he gets really mad and protective of his friends, and when that happens, he jumps on a table and starts aggressively singing 90s pop hits. I mean, same. He sings Gustavo's bad song at him. Um, I don't know what that was supposed to accomplish. It's nothing? Well, he like, because then he says, heart, 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 and like, <laughs> I don't really know what he does something with it's his a, hands. It's a dance move that I think they later have to learn. His entire um, on top of the table performance, I was like, wait, is that the stuff that they learn from Mr. X later? <laughs> the cross leg spin pose. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm very excited to get to this next point, and it's the giant turd song. It's Genesis. <laughs> oh, you're so Oh, yeah, giant I have I have a theory, because I've seen all of the giant turds, I think. <laughs> you don't like what you say that? It's good. I know that sounds weird, but it is. It's really good. And I have this theory that they do not ever perform it in the same key twice. Because <laughs> I think in this episode maybe it's all the same key, but I've heard other occasions and they definitely do it not in that key. I have. So it's just like a horrible eldritch song. I do want to say, I mean, this is jumping ahead a little bit, but when they perform it by the pool and James riffs in it, mm -hmm. that I think that is when it is solidified as the quintessential Big Time Rush song. Like the O is very important to Big Time Rush, and yeah. And then also. <laughs> and they're like, you mean their song, oh yeah? <laughs> yeah. I mean, the um, O's. There's a lot of O's, there's a lot of yeahs. It doesn't have the word girl in it. I think it's the only thing that separates it from a lot of other, other Big Time Rush songs, which is wild because it's 10 seconds long. <laughs> After that performance, Kelly calls security on Kendall. He tries to physically fight the security guard. Right, it's like, Kendall, what are you doing? And then he has a lot of teenage boy aggression. Carlos really wants to get in there, but he's like, wait, am I prepared to face the concert? Consequences, and he asks Logan as if he will know this. Like he well, has he knowledge of the legal Apparently. system. I'm sure he has needed to look this up because of <laughs> okay, the shenanigans yeah. these boys get into. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, I wish I'd written it down. He's like juvenile, juvenile prior for mooning. <laughs> yeah. I'd say 20, 20 hours of community service. Carlos is just like, I can live with that. Puts the helmet on and then jumps on one of the security guards. And then James, <laughs> just quiet. You can see him like accepting what's happening. Just gently put the microphone back in the stand, pop it into place, <laughs> and then spread his arms and leap into the fray. <laughs> Land on top of a security guard. <laughs> Yeah, then Logan, he's still there with Mrs. Magikowski, who does his whole, I gotta get new friends, shrug, run in. Immediately, just as security guard just like grabs him and holds him back right? with one arm no, as he's, he's actually not fighting. And then Mrs. Magikowski <laughs> also starts beating a security guard with her cane. She might be my she's favorite. She's the best. I love her. She's yeah. never felt so alive. Kendall just is so loyal to his friends that these security guards grab him and they're just trying to bring him out of the room. He is just fighting so hard. Like, he almost assaulted a man. So you'd think he'd just, like, chill out and find his chill. He has none. So the cops bring them all to Kendall's house for some reason. <laughs> And I really don't she was think... probably the only mom they could get in touch with. Or maybe yeah. Mrs. Magikowski well, said something. I don't think she they, would, they wouldn't. Oh, this boy's parents aren't home, so we'll just take him to the other boy's house instead of like, we'll just keep him in custody or something. They probably or... knew that Mrs. Knight would be the most chill about it, so they pretended they all lived there. 
Mm. Yeah, it does. The entire show does sort of have a vibe where it's just like Kendall and his mom and sister and their three foster brothers. <laughs> so when they show up on the doorstep, Kendall's mom opens the door. Four boys and Mrs. Magikowski are standing there with all the yeah. You know, they could have at least them. taken Mrs. Magikowski home to her house. She probably offered to put in a good word for the boys. So Kendall goes, "Mom, remember the time I saved you from choking? Wow, that was close. And I love you." <laughs> And it, I, it works. She's so chill about this. She's very chill. She's. They just explain, they're like, yeah, he was really mean. And then there was a tiny fight and no one got hurt. And she's like, okay, who wants cookies? I mean, and tea. Uh, also, they do sing the church song one more time before this. Oh, uh, yeah. They do because. They sing it to Katie, who. Katie is, goes, okay, well, will you at least sing the giant turret song? Can I at least hear this masterpiece that you got me? <laughs> the first time the other boys had heard it was in that theater. They were like, oh, wow, never heard that one before. Because right. it's that moment when, like, a fictional singing group sings together for the first yeah. time, and you can yeah. see them all like, oh, yeah, this sounds really good. And, yeah, like, was really I cute. love that moment. <laughs> The first thing I wrote for this section is Katie is wearing the most 2009 shirt of all time. It's like purple. The only thing I I know about it is that it's purple. But it there's like white stripes. So 2009. Yeah, I think it's got like white stripes on the arms. It might be Mm -hmm. one of those weird where it looks like it's a long sleeve under a short sleeve, but it's really just one shirt. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's made to look like that. The doorbell rings and they're singing the turd song, having a great time. They go to get the door and it's Gustavo. And he ruins their great time. He's wearing a great coat. I love his coat. <laughs> so, and they're, they're all sitting around drinking tea in the living room as they get down to business. And Gustavo's like, so, Kendall, you want to go to LA and record some demos? And Kendall just goes, no. <laughs> and at that point, Carlos laughs, like, really, really hard. <laughs> and it's, like, awkward because no one else laughed. And it was supposed to, I think it was supposed to be another, like, oh, this boy's, like, silly and doesn't understand, like, social stuff. But I think it's another really great, like, fuck you to Gustavo. Yeah. Because he really appreciated what Kendall had done there. So, again, Carlos has never done anything wrong in his life. (laughs) And then Gustavo breaks Kendall's mom's teacup. And the planter outside. And the planter outside. And Kelly just leaves them a wad of cash to cover (laughs) all of it. It's very quiet. I only caught it because of the subtitles. You can hear Gustavo threaten to destroy the entire state of Minnesota. (laughs) (laughs) Which he definitely only learned about that night. (laughs) Uh, Katie gets really mad at Kendall because she's like, what are you doing? You could have moved to LA and become famous. I could have gone to LA too. Um, and then before she storms out of the room, she goes, I'm taking a 20. And she grabs the 20 off the water of cash. She's a very good character. She, okay, next scene. Parking lot of the grocery store oh. in which Kendall works. I wrote who the fuck gave them access to shopping carts I as wrote, a I mean, heading. It's Kendall's job is the shopping carts, so he gave them to them. I wrote these boys are menaces. They're having a conversation about the previous night while Kendall is supposed to be returning shopping carts to the designated... Correct. Yeah. So they are trying to put all of these carts back, but they're doing it while having, like, a spirited discussion. They all do very bad jobs. I mean, it is very high school kids TV show. No, no it's, it's very real in a way that's not comfortable for me. I, know. <laughs> I was like, this feels like so, a different show. Logan goes first, and he absolutely just dents the shit out of someone's <laughs> car. He's a man. He almost hits a person too. Yeah. Yeah. And then James. <laughs> 
James knocked over a human person and spilled their groceries everywhere and thought sorry would suffice. But the guy just gets back up and gives them a horrified look as he tries to gather his groceries and gets away as quickly as possible. <laughs> I mean, that's what I would do, but that's not what, like, someone with self-respect should do. They're yeah. menaces! <laughs> These boys have been... A menace on this small town in Minnesota for too long. <laughs> so as this is happening, uh, real quick, their conversation is along the lines of, and I'm pretty sure Logan's line is, so I did the math on this situation, and you're an idiot. And then his next line is, he's like, um, okay, he like takes out a pretend calculator. Pretend calculator. But though. then he goes, carry the two, nope, still an idiot. <laughs> What if the other three just don't know how to do math? I mean, me. So they just accept. They're like, that must be what math is. (laughs) Also in the scene is where we get the third opportunities like this come once in a lifetime. Except this one's from James. Unless I wrote down the wrong name again, but I'm pretty sure it was actually James. It was. Now every time I see the word James in my notes, I'm going to assume it's just another guy. (laughs) I'm pretty sure it's like... He knew, like, hey, this line worked on us. I'm going to borrow a line from Kendall's playbook since he's stealing my dream. (laughs) Kendall's like, I don't want to go to L.A. with that jerk. I want to stay here with you jerks and play hockey. They're arguing with Kendall about whether he should go there, and he's like, I don't want to, and then they're like, please, and he's like, no. And then Carlos is like, if I make this, you have to go. And then he (laughs) takes a cart and he goes back really far with it, like he too is gonna shove it into the corral, which technically he does, but he he shoves it while running, and then he jumps inside of it. While screaming. While screaming. (laughs) And then he gets hit by a car. Like, immediately. And the other three are just kind of like, yikes. concussion because then he goes I just want what's best for you man and you're like and Logan's like I'm not Kendall <laughs> got hit by a car and then he, man and then he faints so is he okay no he's not he's concussed and that that is this the first concussion of the episode they've already done some shit right but he wasn't concussed before because this is the only time this has happened specifically I'm sure that it didn't help earlier I'm sure it all kind of compounded his head didn't really heal and then no he way he got out of this one scott free oh, that's that's a real car but I think, yeah. I think that that can really explain away any inconsistencies in his character, is that he's just always a little concussed. From protecting his friends. Yes, because he's he trying to better. protect Kendall's welfare, so that's why he got hit by yeah. a car. So then... They convince Kendall to call Gustavo. And he shows up with his coat in the parking lot. <laughs> in the grocery store parking lot is where they have this... Stand. It feels like a standoff. Yeah. There's a lot of standoffs in this episode, but they're all between Gustavo and Kendall, right? Yeah. I mean, that's setting up the main conflict of the show. But he's gonna go, but only if Gustavo brings his buds and makes them into a singing group. <laughs> I'm, I'm so like, glad you said it that I way. I would like it to posit me. a theory. <laughs> he's, he didn't really want to do it still, but he just took note of all of the carnage that <laughs> his friends brought upon this grocery store and was like, I'm gonna get fired. I will have no income. This could make me many incomes. <laughs> He's like, we could really drive Gustavo crazy yeah. if it's all four of us. That's we really can do some shit. <laughs> yeah. It's all about revenge. And my mom can finally touch a palm tree. <laughs> all she's ever wanted, apparently. <laughs> Every time I have touched a palm tree in my life since I saw that, I think about Kendall's mom. Um, so against all odds, Gustavo agrees. He yells a bunch. I know at one point he goes, well, but it's, the way he says it sounds like whale. 
Unless you guys have more to say about the parking lot, we no. can move on to nope. their arrival. It's much less icy than the parking lot in front of the Paramount studio. They right. go to LA. We get a they fun montage. To. <laughs> um, yeah, they're playing famous. As you see the montage, he had just a plane in the sky, and then it's they're definitely in the back southwest. of the car. Yeah, <laughs> voguing. Like yes, yeah. the, the back of the car montage is really good. Famous uh, fucking rules, but there is a line that confused me a lot, which is, do you want to take a little bite of the face <laughs> machine? It's a horrible line. I don't understand I've it. I've never bitten a piece of machinery. Right. This, this is the first time we hear a song that's them singing. I know chronologically it doesn't make sense because they're not a band yet or whatever, so it's, but it's not the big deal because it's a TV show. But before this, we had just heard like the instrumental of Famous, but like a version with a lot of brass. Yeah. And I do mm-hmm. miss that one because... This- now we have to hear the voice voices, which is great. I love them, but I'm also like, you haven't earned this yet? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, they did sing the turrets on. Yes. <laughs> when they're voguing in the back of that limo, I'm just assuming that they were stuck on the 405 <laughs> trying to get to... They never say exactly where the Palm Woods is. But they were definitely on that freeway for longer than any of them is used to. So then they get to the Palm Woods, which I don't know if places like this exist in real life because I've never been a famous child doesn't seem very plausible. I'm it's like a willing hotel, to be proven wrong with but... apartments instead, right? Like yeah. that's the vibe. But yeah, that's where Kendall's mom finally touches a palm tree <laughs> and every like Kelly like stops and looks at her and she goes that I always wanted to touch a palm tree. It's the first palm tree I've ever touched. Yeah, that's what I was <laughs> And then yeah. she like hugs Kendall and it's cute. And it's very sweet. And then they just kind of move on. Kelly's like, okay. I mean, they don't have to do much to establish who Mrs. Knight is, but they do a good job of establishing who she is very quickly. Agreed. They see this very frazzled woman with her like eight-year-old son <laughs> and she's dragging him to an audition. And he's like, I don't want to go to an audition. I want to be a child. So, and it just feels like this horrible meta commentary because mm-hmm. it's a it is a children's show about children playing children. Oh, I mean, well, they're, they're grown adults. Yeah, that's James though, is very much a grown adult. It's wild because like the characters and the way that they act is so teenage boy, but they are very much adults in their twenties. About that scene, I just want to say when they see him, Kendall goes, "Hey, look, it's that kid from the juice box commercials," and then he's just screaming, "I want my childhood back!" <laughs> And so that's Tyler. Um, That's his whole personality. So Kelly mentions that this venue has a pool, and they just (laughs) ditch her immediately to go find this pool. Pool time rush. And then they're laying in those, like, lounge chairs by the side of the pool. You know, they rolled up their Minnesota pant legs and <laughs> But whatever. Logan didn't, and that bothers me more than anything. <laughs> See, Kendall lowered up his pant legs, did not take off his giant boots. So, they're learning. They're, it's yeah, a learning they, curve. They don't, they don't know what California is. So here we have a really bad line where <laughs> one of them says, We are so not in Minnesota anymore. And Logan goes, um, Minnie who now? <laughs> Um, so this girl in a fancy dress shows up and- Slaps Kendall. How could you? 
after she slaps him and calls him Troy because she's practicing <laughs> for an audition, but it just made me think of High School Musical. She like stalks off and you can see how incredibly fake the sky is. <laughs> it's just like a painted white wall with some palm tree silhouettes. God, it hurts my eyes to look at. Yeah. Isn't that when Tyler pops out of the garbage can and goes, that's, and that's Camille. So you've met Camille. <laughs> and she kind of gives them the whole tour of the palm woods from the garbage can that he popped out of hiding from his mom. Very so he goes, character. that's Guitar Dude. He's a songwriter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which, no offense to Guitar Dude, but how does he afford to be here? I don't think we learned this in the pilot. I think we learned this later. But we do know that when he moved there, he was a classical cellist. Right, but he's not anymore. What is he doing, and how is he still at the Palmwoods? He's I mean, squatting. Maybe he made a lot of money squatting as just a classical up. cellist. Yeah, because like, he definitely used money for weed, too. So I don't really know where he's going to do Everyone just loves him, and they let him stay. Honestly, probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he makes a song out of the phrase, What's up? Which is cute, but it just gave me <laughs> flashbacks to Gustavo not knowing what Minnesota was. <laughs> but that's a me problem, not a guitar dude problem. And then... The dog... Oh, the, yeah. Lightning the Wonder dog. dog. The Wonder Dog. I specifically didn't write down any notes about Lightning because I don't have any words to talk about him with. It's just a dog with a hand puppet yeah, and sunglasses. It doesn't look very good, the puppet. There's the exact right amount of Lightning the Wonder Dog in the show. Yeah, from the Uncanny Valley. <laughs> so then the Jennifers. They are three girls of the same name <laughs> sing, dance, and act. Which I don't think we ever hear them sing in the entire series. Do we so see them dance they or act? are in the background of a music video once or twice. <laughs> they do allegedly act. Before that, they're like, wow, there's three Jennifers. And I was looking up the cast in general. Kendall's mom yeah, is also named Jennifer. <laughs> yeah, that comes up later. I think. Yeah, oh when... my god, did she join them? No. Oh. So they all try to ask out the Jennifers. Carlos makes the most valiant attempt. And he's like, do you guys want to go to the movies? He said so nothing earnest. wrong! <laughs> I know, he's and so genuine. Like, and they're like, are you starring in the movies? And they're like, no. As this is happening, so when they first appear, Tyler pulls out like a box fan oh, yeah. and aims it at them. So, so they can walk in the wind, which is very good. And then they pay him. <laughs> they are like, if that sounds harsh, so is this town. The first in a long string of people saying this town <laughs> like it's a pop punk song. <laughs> and then They say this town in a lot of their songs, too. And then Kendall is like, we gotta promise that we won't let this town change us. And then he immediately and then, changes yep. into new clothes. It's a fun, silly gag. And so, a really good Hawaiian shirt. So, your discussion... Yes, my discussion question... I was reading the fandom wiki page for this episode, and it claims that the Jennifers are a parody of the Jonas Brothers. What? What? <laughs> no! And I wasn't what? able to parse How? what they're... There's three of them? That's it? I don't know. It didn't go any further. It's just like, oh yeah, the Jennifers were a parody of the Jonas Brothers, like in a list of other things. And I'm like, excuse me? How? I mean, Nickelodeon had all They're three, not sisters. Three brothers, Only two all of which Jonas the same Brothers can last sing. Name. I don't think I've seen any of them dance. They just kind of stand on stage, right? Also, the Jonas Brothers all don't have the same first name. No. <laughs> they have the same last name. Because <laughs> they're the Jonases. <laughs> 
they have the same hair I was, color. They I was are the reading same race. Um, TV tropes, and it said that the Jennifers were a reference to the Ashleys from Recess. Which See, that makes, makes sense. a little more sense. But Let me go with that one. Now I want them to be the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> Not yeah. me. That means Kendall's mom is Spinelli. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As soon as they vow not to let the town change them, they are in the pool drinking out of coconuts. Yeah. Also, no one at this pool is shirtless, which I personally am really grateful for. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're allowed to be shirtless. Oh, no, they are. I've seen too much of James's body. <laughs> 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 Kelly comes by and is like, hey, it's time to learn how to be a boy band. And they're like, but pool. And she's like, no. And then they're all staring at the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> the Jennifers. They're like, oh, we can ask them out again. It's when we later. tried before, they just said later. So that wasn't no, that was just later. And so they try it's again. So and then the Jennifers just immediately throw their smoothies all over them. That's what finally prompts them to be like, let's go to work. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly just watches this knowing it's going to happen. Like, they got to learn sometime. Oh, also, somewhere in there, James did his finger thing. Oh, like, you have on the guitar behind yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> So, Griffin is the CEO of RCMCBT Global Net Sanuid Corporation. They did <laughs> such a good job yeah. of introducing Griffin. I'm obsessed with this scene. <laughs> Gustavo is sitting at a desk that's clearly his, and it's like a big, giant, metal, lot of drawers, a heavy desk covered in stuff. And Griffin and his associates come in, they bring in a chair for Griffin, and they pick up the desk <laughs> and they said it in front of Griffin as though it is his desk. And then they and then lower Gustavo's chair. <laughs> Ultimate power move. Honestly. And Gustavo's like, oh yeah, I got this great boy band and we're going to show you in three months. It's going to be awesome. And Griffin goes, the boy band is dead. Show him the research. <laughs> and this lady behind him throws this giant book at Gustavo, which hits him in the chest and knocks him off of his chair onto the floor. <laughs> Um, so that's the research. I meant to look up when One Direction became a thing, like how soon after this that happened. Pretty close. Pretty darn close. Because well, they do talk about One Direction a lot in the show. Do they? <gasps> yeah. See, the only thing, I, the only association I remember is that One Direction opens for Big Time Rush. That's once. the funniest thing. Yeah. <laughs> so I know that overlap is like... Oh my god. <laughs> Griffin is wrong, but he doesn't know. So he's like, the boy band is dead. Oh, Gustavo is telling him. You know, trust me while something great in three months and Griffin's like actually no now you have three days have fun um and also while this happened I really <laughs> want to be able to talk about this okay go, please <laughs> please please talk about it Griffin is saying that he wants delicious or a tasty something tasty. weird about yeah. the band or performer or whatever which is awful and so this guy brings in like a serving tray but on it is a pair of pants and Gr- Griffin as he's talking stands up and removes his pants and then puts on the new pants and says, mmm, warm pants. Don't you love a pair of warm pants? Can Get I- Gustavo some warm pants. <laughs> <laughs> I hate, like, Griffin on the screen makes my skin crawl. He's such a good character. I hate him. And then I think he walks out. That's the scene over. That's it. That's his exit. Yeah, that's- <laughs> He's the opposite of Carlos. <laughs> He's done everything wrong. <laughs> This has to be where the entire show peaks, right? Like, there's, it's not going <laughs> to get better than that scene, which lasts, like, two minutes. <laughs> Just two minutes. 
I now he's just got this chair he's got to do something with. And he has to raise his own chair. He's also just got that book of yeah. research about he's the He's not going to read it. To taunt him. So he can, he can use the book, put it on his chair. <laughs> so we have Griffin's walking out of the studio. As he's walking out, um, the boys are walking in. So that's the it's a very fancy transition they do there. Good use of time. Mm-hmm. So Kelly's showing the boys around the studio. She shows them, this is a hallway that has all of the posters of Gustavo's previous boy bands on it. And the one I really, really, really want to talk about is Boy Quake because <laughs> you get a nice close up on the poster. Um, I don't know if you guys really zoomed, zeroed in on this one. I knew it was coming directly after Boy Quake and I did not pay attention. Yeah. Okay, there's four of them. They're dressed like construction workers, except for one of them who's wearing shorts and an EMT vest. It's a white vest that has a little like red plus on it. No shirt underneath. On the poster it says 8.0 on the Rockter scale. <laughs> so that's foreshadowing. <laughs> right? So an 8 on the Richter scale is like really, really, really bad. I think it like destroyed San Francisco once. So I don't really know how that translates to the Rockter scale. It sounds pretty big. And then they see Nicole Scherzinger. She's walking out of the studio and Nickelodeon got her. I don't know how this. they got Nicole Scherzinger. Because she was like relevant at the time. The boys are just like, ah! Carlos immediately points to James and yells, he's gonna marry you, which is... He's trying to support his really, friend's dream. No, that's really cute, yeah. and it's exactly what I would do. The most terrifying turn of events, she looks James directly <laughs> in the eye, puts her hand on her hip, and goes, where's my ring? He's a child. He's not... A 16-year-old boy. James Neslow is not a child, but James Diamond is a child. <laughs> he can't respond. Kendall tries to swoop in and save the day by saying, we are recording a demo with Gustavo, and Nicole Scherzinger goes, Gustavo. Gustavo does this really good head tilt, whatever thing, and then Gustavo walks out the door and goes, Nicole! And she immediately throws something at she him. She throws a payphone at him. <laughs> she, like, takes a payphone off of the wall. Like, she knew they were basically obsolete by then and just throws it. She's that's incredible. That's the second large object that's been thrown at Gustavo <laughs> on this day. Also, backing up a little bit, one time on The Masked Singer, Nicole Scherzinger did say that all of her exes were narcissists, and James Diamond does fit that. <laughs> oh, so no. he did have a shot. But yeah, she said that they had some creative differences. And that's all we get on Nicole Scherzinger. Sadly. She's never mentioned again. And then Riz. <laughs> Gustavo tells them that they have three days to record this demo for, and I quote, the CEO of all of our butts. <laughs> he didn't want to say the RCMCBT Global Net Sanyoid. I don't know if we ever hear Gustavo say that. I can I don't only hear it he in Griffin's it. voice. I don't think he knows how to say it. I, I think, think Griffin's so the either. only one who's ever said it. Yeah. And I'm impressed yeah. that you know all of it. I don't like that I do. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, so they're about to start their boy band boot camp. And they wear, like, little army pastiche outfits. And James hates sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> and Gustavo has one that just says commander, something like that. Something like that. And they literally only... Combat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> they only wear these outfits for the explanation of boot camp, because then they immediately have to change into their dance clothes. The first phase of boy band boot camp is learning how to dance and... And they learn this from a gentleman named Mr. X. And every time he says his name, he makes an X with his arms in front of him. And then there's this sword slashing sound effect. Yes. <laughs> Very good. He says the word explode, like, directly in Carlos's face. I think he says, like, I'll make you explode with the dance. Explode with the dance. I didn't want to commit to the accent. Yeah. So, what is his accent? I, I was wondering. 
It's just like vaguely yeah. foreign. Probably from a country that starts at the letter X. Yeah. <laughs> That's where he learned all the swears. So he gets in Carlos's face and is like, I will make you explode with the dance. And Carlos just puts the helmet on. <laughs> And then he teaches them the cross-leg spin pose, but they're all really bad at it. Okay, Kendall and James do it correctly and do the exact same thing. Mr. X says Kendall is... He is serious but not great, and he is great but not serious. But also, like, they did the exact same thing. <laughs> I know. What do you mean one of them's great and one of them's not? He's looking the- into their souls. <laughs> he did... He did track that Carlos lost a pet when he was very young and is still sad. (laughs) And he says that Logan is just plain awful. (laughs) And Logan's like, yep. (laughs) So is this where he turns to Gustavo and says they are excruciating and cannot be ready by Friday? And Gustavo tells him, I'll X double your salary. And he replies, X done. Yep. It feels like the rock bottom episode of Spongebob. (laughs) That's how they have to communicate with him. They're saying X in front of words. So then there's a montage of them trying to dance, uh, which I think lasted about nine years, maybe. At one point, they do single ladies. Yeah. I do want to say it in the boys' defense. It seems that Mr. X teaching them to dance is just him doing that one spin pose move over and over again and getting increasingly agitated when they don't do it. Right, and they're also so close to each other. Like, of course they're gonna fall into each other. They have, like, a foot between them. That's not how you dance. Yeah. It's like an empty dance studio. Somehow, at some point, they acquire four brooms (laughs) and a ball of some sort, and they just aggressively play hockey at Mr. X. They are at their core. Like, hockey players from Like Minnesota. it's a defense mechanism. <laughs> That's for all they want to do. Did you guys notice this part directly before that? Carlos puts on his helmet and, and then runs headfirst into the wall. <laughs> He's trying really hard Just, to give himself a concussion. He just to be anymore. out of here. <laughs> Uh, Mr. X gives up on them, and then <laughs> Gustavo comes in, and they're all sitting on the floor being sad, and he's like, what happened? Well, well first he banged his head into the wall a few times. Yeah. Then he got really dizzy. Then he, said, then he said a lot of bad words that started with X. That one really got <laughs> to me. <laughs> and then he X quit. Earlier he said X done, so... Does he just put X? Was, <laughs> like, X fuck? Yeah, it's like, did he just say X fuck, or was he like, X suck? Um, this is where we see Meanwhile Case at the Palmwoods already running a scam on these Hollywood people. She just put up the sign that said VIP room at the pool, and then people gave her like five dollars. Ten bucks. Ten. ten bucks. Ten bucks. Oh, she said true. ten, ten bucks. bucks so many times. <laughs> One of the Look, people. numbers are not. I'm not the Logan here. <laughs> One yeah. of the people who pays ten dollars to sit in the VIP room is Lightning the dog. <laughs> Lightning the TV Wonder Dog. Mrs. Knight was like kind of worried about Katie like not having friends, and then she sees Katie running the group. She's like, "Well, okay, you seem fine." <laughs> oh, also, I forgot this earlier. When Kelly came to get the boys from the pool, she said that Katie was sad about not having any friends here, so your mom let her watch Shark Cage. Keeping it Shark Tank, but right, not. that's what it is. But in the show, she watched Shark Cage, so I'm pretty sure she was like, it's their version of Shark Tank. Oh, that's extremely good, actually. I assume it was just a show I didn't know about called Shark Cage. And that's where she gets the idea to run a scam, is that? Yeah. I think. Very good. Personality um, defining. This is where we get part two of the Boy Band Boot Camp. The great look. Oh, so good. I wrote down, this isn't even about him, but I wrote down Gustavo Rock huge jorts. Because <laughs> it reminded me of that picture of Kevin Smith wearing huge jorts. <laughs> 
<laughs> he's Gustavo Rock. He's amazing. He's, he's wearing, amazing. He's, he's wearing a huge jorts and he's wearing a sweatshirt that looks like a garbage bag. And he's like, okay, we have to find a great look. And also, he is wearing so much costume jewelry, it doesn't even look real. He always has the worst chains I'm, and so many rings. I want to nominate Gustavo <laughs> for Queer Eye <laughs> and just see how that would go. Oh, man. If they ever reboot the show, I just want to see fun. the little anecdotes where they interview everyone who had nominated him. Oh, this is very good. Booty, so, Kelly, all the boys, Freight Train, Griffin. Yes. <laughs> Mr. X, maybe. He's not there that often. Katie. Hey, hey, Nickelodeon. We got a good idea for you. Nickelodeon, please. This is where the marketing team comes in. They team up with a stylist. So the marketing team gets up there. They go, boys, we researched and electroshocked focus groups to discern <laughs> no. the exact look and name that will sell millions of records. So that sucks. We already knew that this giant company wasn't super ethical or great to the environment, but that's just another mm-hmm. one for the list. So the first one is because Griffin wanted a tasty treat or whatever. <laughs> So it's boylicious. <laughs> and there is, as mentioned before, way too much of James's body on display. But he is wearing these shiny teal cargo pants with like a lot of zippers. Very good. I'm obsessed with. Then right next to him, Kendall's wearing shirtless overalls, and it just kind of all cancels each other out. Yeah. I don't even remember the other two were wearing, because those the, were... The shirtless overalls fine. are Carlos relatively looked. incongruous with the rest of it. I feel like they just didn't want to pick up another <laughs> outfit, so they had the And the next one, I think, is my favorite. Rad, white, and boy. It tested very well with war veterans who own Buicks. Buicks. There's not really much else to say. Kendall said at best, it looks like Uncle Sam threw up on us. There's playing vaguely patriotic music, a little piccolo or something. I don't know what type of boy band they could have possibly been with that look. I just want to know more about the war veterans home view, except I'm really into this boy band, you know? <laughs> why, were, why was that the focus group they were testing? <sighs> Are those the ones who buy boy band merch? <laughs> maybe. Trying to break into a whole new market? God, maybe. <laughs> so next is Danger Boy, uh, which is just them with like a lot of eyeliner and... It's not even good eyeliner, it's just like they did a bad job of trying to be Bucky Winter Soldier. No, th- I thought they were cosplaying all of the main characters from My Immortal. Oh my goodness, <laughs> Kendall had a red streak and yeah. James had a purple streak. Yeah, oh no! <laughs> Oh, this is very good. Thank you. um, And then it's just like that classic, hilarious TV show gag where they put people in really tight leather pants and then they can't walk and they (laughs) fall over. Because the pants are dangerously tight. Yes. Which is mentioned twice. I have to say, they aren't. You can see where they bag up on their legs. But also they're wearing big old platform boots, which I guarantee none of them have worn before. Actually, wait, I'm going to stop myself. They do play ice hockey. I think they should be able to handle that. They should have balance. They can only balance on very thin blades of metal and not on giant boots. Yeah. Well, no, they live in Minnesota. They should know how to walk in boots. All right. Um, they have no excuse. They, just, so. they couldn't see beyond the hair in their eyes. Yeah. Or they just did it on purpose because they didn't, they didn't want, want to wear them. Them. <laughs> Three of them are wearing leather vests, but then James has just got some full-on bondage straps like going down oh, his arms. Don't love that. that. It's not good, but just, put, just give him a vest. 
please. But I guess the cool purple hair streak balanced it out. Maybe? No. There's mm. one shot where it like shows Carlos looking like horrified at what's happening, but like it shows like the other side of his face, and I thought he looked good in that messy makeup. But then you see the other side of his face in the next shot, and he looks horrible yeah. like the rest of them. That was disappointing. So yeah, in every terrible outfit, James keeps saying he keeps going. I think we look great. So he just really wants to be a boyfriend. Yeah. He doesn't want to ruin us. Right. Like I used to just, think he actually thinks they look good, but no, he's just really wants to believe and will do anything Gustavo says if he can be famous. James is very nearly an extremely tragic character. <laughs> he's very tragic. We will get into this eventually, but not right now. You know what time it is? <laughs> it's girl time. <laughs> it's a song about no matter what time of day it is. Don't you know it's girl time? <laughs> oh, I just woke up. What time is it? It's girl, it's girl time. time. Excuse me, sir. Do you know what time it is? It's, it's girl, girl time. time. What if you have a sinus infection? Isn't that doctor time? No, it's always girl time. <laughs> About that one, like, Logan. so distressed. Logan. <laughs> Gustavo is just so distressed that he doesn't know that it's always girl time. He's, like, about to cry. <laughs> You're supposed to be the smart one. Why did you know it's girl time? Yeah, Logan is still clinging to that doctor dream. <laughs> Surely I can bring at least one doctor time out of this. And Gustavo's like, no! <laughs> That's scary and aggressive. So I'm just also wondering, we don't hear Logan talk about how he wants to be a doctor like that much in this first episode, but we do hear this line, if you have a sinus infection, isn't that doctor time? So is that like kind of the extent, is that where he is in his doctor journey, where he knows if you have a sinus infection, you should go to the doctor? Is he starting from there, trying to work up yeah. to medical school? I mean, he probably just decided he wants to be a doctor because he's 15, 16, has his learner's permit, right? Yeah, because they're all 16. And now we get to hear the list of like, every <laughs> song that Gustavo's ever gotten a platinum record. Um, they all have girl in the name. Girl like you. Girl, you are my girl. Hot girl. Cold girl. Girl to my heart. Yard Girl Christmas. I forgot that one was in there. Girl Zone. Girl Zone Remix. And Girl, 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 which sold... I didn't write down the number, but then he yells about the, how good it was. They sold 10 million copies and was top of the charts for five weeks or something. And also the framing of that shot is very strange to me because they zoomed all the way out. Like, I felt like the wall was about to explode and that was going to be the gag because they zoomed so far away from him while he's screaming. And I'm used to them zooming really really close into yes. his face when he screams. They need to remind us about and all also, of his records. Because he's not standing centered in front of the records, so they centered the shot around the wall of records. He's not quite in the center, but he's not quite far over to the left enough for it to make sense, like, balance-wise. So it's just a really awkwardly framed <laughs> shot. I really fixated on it. <laughs> and I was prepared for, like, explosions or things falling off the walls. And when it didn't happen, I got even more distraught about the framing of this <laughs> shot. It was like two seconds. Kendall's hilarious comeback is, <laughs> are any of these songs from this girlenium? So, and then Gustavo just sort of quivers. And then it cuts to the local news and there's like, there's a 3.1 earthquake on the Richter scale, but it didn't occur on any previously known fault line. Which is a very good job. And then there's just a picture of the rock, rock records facade. Um, I want you guys to know that I also wrote down the girl on a quote, and right before it, I wrote in all caps, BAD LINE. <laughs> 
Yeah. I know he had to do it on the fly. I, there's absolutely a funnier thing he could have said. But also, 16-year-old boy. Or no offense to teenage boys, doing this stuff that's so stupid? Like, is he doing it to clown on Gustavo to make Gustavo mad because he knows what he's saying is so dumb? <laughs> like, is it going, like, meta? Like, are we going layers down and Kendall's actually really funny? Like, I don't know. I don't know I, anymore. Because he smirks every time he knows. Well, that, that might just... Or does he think, I'm just on the surface level, does he think it's funny? Yeah, my first... So you have to go down two levels before it's actually funny. My very first note was, is Kendall Knight laughing at Gustavo Rock, or is Kendall Schmidt laughing at Stephen Kramer Glickman? Because I could not tell. I don't know if, like, they had to make Kendall's character like this because Kendall Schmidt could not take his role seriously, and he was going to be smirking regardless. Because he does that in music videos, too, and I don't know if it's just him, like, realizing that he's doing something goofy and funny, or if it's supposed to be the character. Because he also has those really good bloopers in the blooper episode. Yeah. I want to go back to when Mr. X said to Kendall, you were great but not serious, and I'm wondering if that also applies to Kendall Schmidt. Like, he's serious <laughs> enough to, like, commit to the show, but I don't think he takes it as seriously as, say, like, James does. Like, you get different vibes, especially yes. later in the show. I feel like he would be more apt to, like, just laugh at himself. And James definitely definitely wants to be <laughs> famous a famous musician that's what i get from interviews too mm -hmm. which is not bad it's just like no. it's it's interesting to think of that on that level and interesting that was like was mr mr x actually right like in our timeline <laughs> What does he know? Okay, the next scene, Boy Band Boot Camp, part four, the singing. So the boys are all just hanging out in the sound booth as Gustavo and Kelly gossip about them. So they're in there for like several minutes, like all set up around the microphones, they got their headphones on, and then after this, Kendall just yells, what is this place? <laughs> like, he's been in there for so long. They sent the boys into the room and they're like looking around, and then after a few minutes, Gustavo and Kelly got set up in the recording space, and that's when Kendall noticed that they were in there, that he could ask that question. Maybe. Does he not know what a recording studio is? He's a hockey player. He's, He's a, a hockey, hockey boy from Minnesota. He doesn't want to be famous. <laughs> Kelly warns Gustavo, it's been a long day, the boys haven't had any breaks, they're getting a little punchy, so be gentle with them. And then she's he like, goes, I don't care. And she put pillows in there for the sound quality. Which is what we do. Yeah. I'm just <laughs> sorry I got that idea. <laughs> Sitting no, I'm not on lie. one. And James is like, do you want us to nap? Because we will. <laughs> but she's also left them something called fruit water. And I don't know if it was like Kool-Aid. Like a juice or like a Gatorade type it's, of situation. Oh, it's probably Gatorade actually. But it comes in like the sort of bottles that you can like squeeze and they will spray. So, yeah. don't know why they thought that was a good idea. If it is Gatorade, it has to be like the watered down stuff, the G2 or whatever. Yeah. Mm. So, Kendall playfully hits Carlos in the head with the microphone. <laughs> because and it's then... one of those like big cushy ones. Yes. Yeah. That look fun to hit people in the head with. And we then don't Carlos look, turns around, looks him in the eye, and goes, do it again. And Kendall goes, huh, not so tough without your helmet, are you? Carlos grabs the fruit water and tries to spray Kendall, but Kendall jumps out of the way, so he hits Logan. And Logan gets, like, genuinely pissed off. He's like, knock it off! Um, He's a very 16-year-old boy right <laughs> yeah. there. He tries to spray Carlos back, but Carlos also dodges, so he hits James, and James was wearing his lucky weight v-neck. So uh, that's... Uh, <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> so they ruined his lucky weight v-neck, and then it's like a real fight again. 
everyone's just really upset, so <laughs> Gustavo has to give them another talk. <laughs> so he lines them all up again, <laughs> like he did when they were so excited for this. I really, he just lines them up and then goes by them one by one to tell them how they're being terrible, so. <laughs> he starts with Carlos, and he goes, you can't sing, which I take offense to, and I was talking about the character, but I'm like, he's, he's such a good voice. <laughs> and then he goes, Logan, you can't sing or dance, and like, goes, I can back flip. Stop it. Forever. <laughs> um, and then James is says my favorite. <laughs> Makes that hand, but then he like drops his head and like ducks his head and moves past him. James is so eager for feedback, he but just gets validation. And then this is Kendall so is, good. and worst of all, you don't even seem to want this. And I'm like, Gustavo, you knew this right. coming into this. That's why you chose him. Because right. you didn't give a shit. Right. And then Kendall spits out a mouthful of feathers. <laughs> <laughs> which is also in the show's intro, which we did not get in this episode. We but. didn't. Because it's the big time pilot. They don't yeah. have a name yet. And then this is where James is like, what about me? I can sing, dance, and I want this. And this is so amazing. He says, <laughs> you remind me a lot of Matthew McConaughey. And James is like, wow, awesome. <laughs> And then Gustavo goes, gets really low. He's like, I can't stand <laughs> Matthew McConaughey. Thank you. <laughs> it's the same voice where he's like, I'm amazing. I'm, I'm amazing. amazing. <laughs> I wish he did that more. I never liked Gustavo very much. <laughs> if we go back, you know, like my first watch throughs when I was a young and middle schooler. But now I'm like, he's the funniest character I've ever seen. Where is Steven Kramer Glickman's Emmy? I know. Where is I used it? to be so mad when it would cut to the side plot with Gustavo and Kelly, but now I'm just, I'm here for it. I'm so excited for their dumb shit. SKG Emmy 2020. And also, Steven Kramer Glickman can actually play piano, we learned. Oh, oh nice. But that was him playing? Well, I mean, there's no way they could stunt it in. He was playing the note, right? It's just, it sounds too good. I'm too intimidated. So he plays them out. He basically <laughs> kicks them out of the studio and plays them out with this really virtuoso piano solo. Yeah, like, he's amazing. He also kind of sings. He's like, now that I'm through, I don't really, I don't know what that next line is. Uh, it sounds like, take my head, but I don't think that's <laughs> it. To capitate me. this, dogs are officially dead. He, dead, 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 dead. Yeah. <laughs> so then it cuts to them moping by the poolside with sad guitar music playing in the background. Courtesy of Guitar Dude. Oh, Carlos goes, and they I'm ask so him. depressed. And Kendall's like, it's the music. Guitar Dude. <laughs> He's like, oh, sorry, sorry. And then Katie walks over to get the scoop on what happened, and Kendall says, we had some creative differences. <laughs> Which is exactly what Nicole Scherzinger said about Gustavo. <laughs> James is mad because, like we said, he's so on board to do like whatever bullshit Gustavo wants because mm-hmm. he wants to be rich and famous. And Kendall's just really adamant about them being themselves. And it's interesting in this scene because Logan sides with James. Kendall asks, are you siding with James right now? And then he goes, no, maybe, yes. And Logan never sides with James. Logan has always sided with Kendall. That's like the impression you get and it kind of follows out through the show. Some shit's going down in their little group. <gasps> They are up. changing. And then Tom. Carlos, true to form, stands up and says, okay, let's all calm down and think nice, happy thoughts about kittens. And then James goes, you think about kittens with your bad singing and stupid helmet. And oh. that's why James is the villain. That's yes. the most 2009 teenage boy line. Well, this is the second time in the episode, too. Carlos has been made fun of for his helmet by his best friends. And, and then they start fighting. Right. And I feel like it definitely could be read that Carlos is a little neurodivergent and the helmet's like a comfort thing for him and everything. So if you 
feels real harsh when mm-hmm. and this is where There's... Carlos physically attacks James for saying that shit. So mm-hmm. again, they're fighting. And it's... then Kendall stands up and goes, I didn't want to do this. And then jumps <laughs> into the fight, which is very good. And, and then Katie pushes them all into the pool, which I had been waiting the entire <laughs> episode for. Is like, someone's gonna fall in this pool. Which is when you realize that the great pool at the Palm Woods is it's only so... ways deep. I know. And well, it's... when you see them floating in it, there is barely enough room for the four of them to float yeah, on those rafts. At its longest point, it's only like a boy and a half long. Yeah, Kelly lied to them. Not including they James. Really is not. Mm-hmm. They never. They love that pool. They yeah. love that pool forever. Would, they never turn on. I would love that pool. That's fair. Oh, but when she pushes them in, they're like, "What did you do that for?" And she goes, "Looks like you need to cool off." <laughs> Immediately, they're just like, yeah, she's right. I'm so sorry, guys. Like, goes I mean, from they one did. to zero. Yeah, I know. It works. It worked so well. And now they're sitting back around a campfire, drying off. James and... has wavy hair, which we never see again. It's very good. And now it's the evening. James is talking. He's like, I'm still pretty. I could be a model <laughs> or the star of a reality show. And then Carlos is like, which one? Project Idiot. <laughs> I also immediately after that wrote down I hate them, which I think is when they start singing the turd song. <laughs> well, it's prompted by Kendall goes, you know what's funny? We didn't even get a chance to sing together. And then he just starts singing his own song <laughs> that he <laughs> wrote. <laughs> well, I mean, the alternative was girl time. It's not like they have a collaborative effort yet. It's, yeah. it's either giant turd or girl time. And they get really into it. But what I want to say, Carlos is the first one to join in. He joins in immediately, like, in perfect harmony. I mean, it takes a second to settle in, but he's like, on point with the mm-hmm. harmony. Carlos, who can't sing. Because mm-hmm. uh, Jabba's just wrong and bad. Because then yeah. Logan starts beatboxing <laughs> and then James is just riffing over the entire and thing. So, someone, I couldn't figure out who, was just going, turn, turn, turn. Is it like a secret fifth person? Because they're all doing different things with their mouths. I know, I don't know which one it was. They added that in post. Like, you know what this scene means? No, that was, that was the previous Kendall. <laughs> yeah, that okay, was his so ghost. Apparently, in some of the early music, if you like, just take the instrumental and listen to the background vocals, apparently sometimes you can hear Kurt singing yeah. in there. So I'm like, is this the same thing where they just were unable to remove his voice from their original right. audio? And they sing so well that everybody clap. They can. And I don't get the Jennifer stand up and give them a standing ovation. And you notice that Tyler is wearing a tree hat. Which yeah, means I was he in Tyler wore the first tree hat. Is that wait? Did he make them hide from his mom? Probably. Yeah, yeah. probably. But like big time rush took Tyler's ownership of the tree hats. Unless off screen they gave him a tree hat, which mm, no. I don't, but no. I don't think they came up with it yet. Right. They were in Minnesota before, and everything's snow and right. But they yeah, talk they about how it. they invented tree hats. So if if huh. later down the line they say something about tree hats from Minnesota, then they gave <laughs> Tyler a tree hat. But if not. Tyler invented the tree hat and they've stolen it from him. You know what? I'm gonna go with the theory that Katie and Kendall had made them at some point. I like that. And then Katie, when she's hanging around the pool doing her stuff, she sees Tyler trying to hide and is like, hey, you can use this. Yeah. So I'm gonna go with that. Yes, I, I like, like that. that one. And then Camille is wearing a space suit. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. She's, she's amazing. We don't get enough of her. So Kendall's like, wow, actually, we're great. And then he asks, guitar dude to play some music for him. Something inspirational so to go speech. underneath his speech. I think the culminating line is, are we gonna drop the puck and scramble back to the bench? Are we gonna grab that puck, pull the goalie, and rush the net big time? 
And then <laughs> he also says opportunities like this come once in a lifetime again. At one point he does say we didn't try our best, and James says, I tried my best, and he goes, we, we know James. <laughs> I know this, and I love you. Yeah, he's like, no. I want so, a compilation of every time they said big time or big time rush in the entire episode, because it'll be at least five minutes long. I wrote down drinking game every time someone says Minnesota. <laughs> Minnesota, <laughs> hockey, big time, and then you die. <laughs> so the way he ends the speech, his big culminating thing is, so what's the play? Dump the puck or big time rush? And then <laughs> one by one, they stand up and say, big time rush. So that means a big portion of the dialogue. So Kendall ends a sentence with, or big time rush. And then the next one says, big time rush, big time rush, big time rush. And then Kendall also joins and says, big time rush. So for a good, like, 15 seconds, it's just them <laughs> saying big time rush five times in a row. Yeah, there's... Which I that's a, liked a lot. It's a marketing good. strategy. <laughs> Make sure you don't well, forget it. Especially if they didn't come up with the title until pretty late in. True. They're like, oh, we gotta make sure we say it in the show. Yeah. All right, let's put it in all right here. I was, I kind of wanted maybe Logan to say dump the puck. <laughs> Just to see what would happen. Dump the puck is also yeah, that's, bad. In the speech, he also did say we're brothers of the ice. <laughs> oh, you're gone. After that, they go back to the studio and there's like a civil war. They walk up to meet each other. It's like 9 p.m. No one would still be at the studio at that hour. I think Gustavo was probably just but having a time. It was stressing. everyone though. Like <laughs> yeah, Kelly didn't the need to be there. The, oh, sti- the marketing team. The marketing team really didn't. <laughs> they they gave nothing to this endeavor. They don't even have a move. When Gustavo is introducing all of the boy band boot camp instructors, Mr. X does a little dance move and stylists do a little dance move and then the marketing team doesn't have one. So they decide to do the robot. He tells them to stop but he does it in such like a genuine pleading way like it's <laughs> physically hurting him i forgot to talk about that <laughs> just the two moments where yeah he really seems a genuine is there and then also when he's like no it's girl time <laughs> i don't know i just didn't know why anyone was there that late but it might not be that late because it's like january <laughs> and as kendall says when he's listing reasons why he wants to big time rush it's minus eight in minnesota right now and i'm in love with this pool yeah so you know they do the face off the civil war-esque as you said and kendall's like okay we'll do it your way oh, he says that they're gonna agree and they're not gonna ask any questions and then Gustavo says great girl time except <laughs> that we don't want to say <laughs> girl time <laughs> and then he goes oh okay let's hear the dog's better song title and then <laughs> you know what can we say it in unison maybe big, big time, time. rush, rush. <laughs> why did they say it like that like, okay, they don't have this song written yet, do no. they? No. They're like, this is the song title, and you're gonna write the song. And then they practice, and they get better. They're learning and well, growing. Another montage. <laughs> I'd like to say really quick before that, so Gustavo gradually admits, he's like, okay, that's a good name. He goes, we're gonna be working all night, because Friday is two days away, and we're in a big time rush. Oh, God. So he's really into it immediately. Is that when he's standing really close to Kendall, and then they both agree that they are standing too close? <laughs> Close that to was earlier. I don't remember which uh, time, but we forgot to talk about it. Gustavo goes, okay, big time rush from the top. They sing the O's, but like... Real bad. And they're really <laughs> at it too. And Gustavo 
Kendall makes this like nah motion. But immediately after that, when Kendall launches into the first verse, it immediately the audio immediately switches to the official recorded version, mm-hmm. like very produced. Yeah, <laughs> and it's so jarring. bad. Yeah, I think that was to show like oh they have some growing to do. But yeah, like you said, it's a nice montage. They're like doing the dancing class and they're hanging out by the pool. And they learn so much. Yeah, they're trying out outfits with the stylist team. But as soon as the second verse starts, that's when it skips to them in the recording studio performing for Griffin. Mm -hmm. So it's this like really big like recording studio room so they can run around and dance. And do back front flips. It's not really like a synchronized (laughs) dance like you'd expect from a boy band. They're just vibing. Because they're a new kind of boy band. Look, I saw them in concert. That's not how they dance. My theory is that they realize that they can't (laughs) dance dance, in unison because they're not good enough for it yet. If you're trying to do things in unison, then you can really tell when you mess it up. But if they're all just kind of doing their own thing, then it's harder to tell if one of them messes it up. So that's why they have them all like run around with their arms out yeah, yes. and like spinning. Very distracting. Then Logan does a backflip over here. Yeah. Yep. Not even centered. Again, just mm-hmm. like off in the corner. <laughs> they don't have center things. Haley, I want to hear your hot takes about their outfits. Oh, it's not that hot. Um, <laughs> I did pause it so I could look very closely. What I've got so far is that James is dressed like a tech startup. Oh, what, what's Kendall wearing in this one? Can you remind me? All black. Yeah, a vest. two of them are wearing vests. Right, right, right. Carlos. A vest and a t-shirt, and he's just dressed as an emo skater. Carlos is dressed like a Pokemon trainer. <laughs> And Logan's just dressed like the devil. Yeah, True. I would imagine. I've never seen Lucifer, but I imagine that's kind of what his fashion... Yeah, anytime you watch anything and there's, like, this character who's supposed to be, like, evil or devilish or, like, the devil incarnate, he's wearing a black suit with a red shirt and a black tie. That's like a what Logan's wearing. black tie. Yeah, yeah, he's just dressed like the devil. I don't know why they did that to him. Well, earlier in the episode, he did go devil. He's talking about Gustavo! Yeah, he called him but... Satan. <laughs> I didn't want anyone to suspect. Yeah, they finish performing. Griffin says he likes them and looks forward to hearing the demos. And then he says, I have to go. My pants are closed. <laughs> and then he exits. <laughs> Did he ever get Gustavo any warm pants? We don't know. We, that, didn't, we didn't have to see Gustavo change on screen, and for that I am grateful. Yeah, Watching that, Griffin change on, on screen was too much. For his huge jorts the whole <laughs> And then at the end, Gustavo says again that Carlos can't sing, which offended me again. And then he says that Logan still can't dance, but apparently Logan can sing now. And he still can't stand James. And Kendall's <laughs> like, we'll work on it. <laughs> and then he says, okay, now you can celebrate and then they are really happy we get the uh 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 i get to tell like book on the episode because like mm-hmm. that's where it starts and ends and that's when the screen goes black and it says and the musical journey begins dot in, dot dot in just a horrible font real bad yeah. font um, but very time appropriate yeah i guess <laughs> when we are ready i have some things to share about the unaired pilot very excited about the unaired pilot okay so the story is kendall was originally turned down for the part of Kendall. <laughs> that was not the character's name at the time. Right. Um, they had cast Kurt Hansen. I guess like the chemistry wasn't really there, so they did this whole pilot again unaired. Where did you find it? I only found some clips, unfortunately. No, exactly I know. Clips. I looked so hard online. I guess Logan told the producer like, "Hey, you should audition this Kendall guy again." They had some good vibes, and then they asked the other ones whether they would pick Kendall or Kurt, and I guess they picked Kendall. And that's when they gave Kurt the part of Dax Zevon. <laughs> <laughs> shows up in a few episodes, and I very much enjoy his role in that. Apparently, they added Kendall two weeks before the episode was supposed to air. Wow. So, that, maybe that explains some things. Yeah. Read 
reshoots they would have had to do. Um, I found this also in the Big Time Rush wiki. It said, BTR fact. The original <laughs> four names of the guys were Jesse, Conus, Brian, and Donovan. Who's Conus? Logan. <laughs> Conus. I can't stop oh thinking about how it. How do you spell that? Conus still can't sing. How do you spell it? It's spelled like the Jonas Brothers, but with a K. Okay, yeah, is like that, that supposed to be a way more obvious parody than the Jennifers? Yeah, Kendall was supposed to be Donovan. Okay, so this is one of my favorite little facts. In the pilot episode with Kurt, the guys, they weren't hockey players. They were skaters, and they lived in Wisconsin. <laughs> And Carlos didn't wear a helmet. It also didn't have Did the turns like, on. Knee pads or wrist guards or something. Uh, not that I know of. But we I are hope so. four skaters from Wisconsin. <laughs> That's okay. nothing. So, and then there's also a comment on this thread from December 14th, 2012, by BTR James Logan One. It says, <laughs> "I don't think Big Time Rush would be picked up for a second season if Kurt was in it. He's like 45, and there are only like 19 or 20 there. So, for some context, Kurt was born in 1987." The others were born in either 1989 or 1990. <laughs> so he was at most three years older than them. And this person's like, he's like 40. So, okay, so there's three clips available of this honored pilot on YouTube. Um, the first one is the audition scene. So James gets out there, he sings the same song, but in a much lower key, which is why I think maybe your theory about the giant turd song also carries over to James singing Smokey Robinson, where he can physically never <laughs> sing it in the same key <laughs> twice. They let him go for like way longer too, so he gets through like a whole verse. Mrs. Majakowski was like exactly the same, so I guess she nailed it immediately. <laughs> and like, her. We don't need to change anything. As Kurt is yelling at Gustavo, as Kendall did, he's like, yeah, we know your real name's Gus Beasley. <laughs> Do you guys know that? <laughs> so his name's Gus Beasley, and he changed his name to Gustavo Rock. That's incredible. I was just under the impression that Rock was his real last name, so he's Sam? like, well, it's <laughs> music, geology. Instead of Girl From My Heart, he yells, Boy Crush was a hit seven years ago. So in this universe, I'm guessing all of his songs had the word boy in it instead of girl. Wild. So maybe they changed it because it sounded too gay? I don't really know. Boy time. And then Kurt goes, Boy Crush? How did that giant turd go again? No! So, <laughs> I think what happened there is that they're like, wow, that giant turd line was great and we need more of it and we need the boy <laughs> I used to say giant turd like a lot more because that was really good. Because <laughs> the turd song again was not in this pilot. And if you're wondering how Boy Crush went, it's basically the exact same as Girl to My Heart. Oh, I wanted it to be giant turd, but instead of giant turd, it was boy crush. No, like, unfortunately. Like, oh, you're such a crush. Oh, yeah. A boy crush. <laughs> when Kurt gets grabbed by the security guards and then go to drag him out, none of the others jump in to help him. Oh, or he just lets himself get dragged out, so I guess the friendship bond wasn't as wild. That's why they had to recast. Yeah. Um, Katie was the older sister, and they walk into her room to go look at her like CDs so they can make fun of Gustavo, and she goes, go away, turbo dorks. Which oh, that's very good, actually. <laughs> is it? Uh, the other scene they do is the parking lot scene. First note is that Logan's hair is like really, really, really bad. It's more like James's, but worse. So Kurt isn't wearing any sort of uniform. So I don't think he works at the grocery store. <laughs> I don't think any of them work there. I'm guessing they just hang out and skate in the grocery store parking lot. Mm -hmm. They make Gustavo meet them there, even though they could have left because none of them are working. <laughs> Gustavo does say, four dogs from Wisconsin. <laughs> 
again, Gustavo was exactly the same character because he also nailed it immediately. And they're like, yeah, you're perfect. We don't need to change anything. <laughs> when Kurt says he doesn't want to go to LA, he goes, I want to hang out with you creeps and skate no, and stuff. that's not what a creep he is. He doesn't sound very sure of himself. <laughs> He's like, and skate and stuff. <laughs> Instead of giant turd producer, he says mega jerk producer. Oh, you're such a jerk. Man. <laughs> no, mega that's so jerk. disappointing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then they also have the ending scene. So instead of the song Big Time Rush, they sing This Is Our Someday, which actually doesn't like come up until the season finale of season one. They put James in this really terrible sweater, and from the front, it looks like a sweater vest, and it has like a tie underneath it, but on the back, it's all like one solid color. He looked really bad. <laughs> the other bad outfit thing was that Mr. X was in the background. He was just wearing regular jeans and a black button-up, and he had no gold headband <laughs> or sunglasses. He was just a guy. No. That's awful. I'm so glad they fixed that. Right? And then when Gustavo's telling them after, he gives them the good news, and then he's, you know, making fun of them. So he goes, we can't hide our dance flaws forever, Logan. <gasps> Which I really enjoyed a lot. And then during the end credits, Famous Plays, Kurt does the rap instead of Logan. I really wish they had more dialogue in these scenes so I could hear him say Kogan with his mouth. <laughs> Kogus. Kogus. Konus. Did they say Kogan? Yes. <laughs> See, it's... Brian, Jesse, Donovan, Conus. <laughs> also, looping back around real quick, because I forgot to mention this earlier, Savage Steve Holland did direct two episodes of Jonas, and also he wrote and directed Better Off Dead. My mom loved this movie, so I've watched it a few times. Shout out, Mom, I know you're listening. Like the 90s one? The 80s one? Yeah. Anyway, I knew that was important, and obviously Scott Bellows <laughs> does, a, I mean, they both do a lot of Nickelodeon stuff, so it makes sense that they're involved in this. Mm-hmm. I've meant to look up when Ned's Declassified ended. It was before this. Carlos was Honest to classify. Okay. Was he? Yeah, that was his first role. Uh, <laughs> okay, what? one of one of the episodes that he directed of Jonas, the plot was when rumors swirl that Jonas is breaking up, Kevin, Joe, and Nick go on a radio show to let their fans know the band is still together, which like, oof, foreshadowing. Oh no. Oh no. So somebody in like a focus group or something was like, Griffin's not funny. Make Griffin funny. <laughs> And the way that they injected some humor into this man's character was pants. Making him take off his pants during a business meeting. Where he stole a desk. I think if you steal someone's desk and get away with it, the power power dynamics in place uh, mean you can do whatever you want with pants. I mean, the whole character of Griffin is created for him to just have power. Yes. And to exercise that power over Gustavo. Yes. That's rough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's literally, I think, Does his purpose every Gustavo time he shows Gustavo ever, up. like, kill him? Or I, pants? He never talks about hot pants again. <laughs> of course <laughs> Warm not. Warm pants, not Warm hot pants. pants. Sorry. A hot pants is a whole different thing. You're thinking of hot towel. I'm thinking of the time that I went to Old Navy with my mom, and she tried on pants, and the guy that was working in the dressing room said, oh, those pants are H-O-T-T hot. <laughs> No. <laughs> and she bought the pants. And so that, that worked. I mean, she was they, she was going to buy it anyway. Okay. And he said that. And so then every time she wore them, my aunt and I were like, "Did you are those your hot pants?" <laughs> so that's what I'm thinking of, no. to be clear. Have we done it? Well, this has been Girl Time Rush or whatever <laughs> it's called. I don't know what it's called. Thank you for joining us. Okay. We have to go. Our pants are cold. <laughs> Girl, the